Producer Michelle Podcast. Holler. Hello, Justin. Hello, Michelle Cube. For those of you who don't know, I am producer Michelle, producer of the Bill Handel Show, and that is Justin Warsham. Yeah! He is our button monkey. You're awesome, Justin. You're awesome, Justin. <laughs> How's your week so far? My week is going really well. Is it? Yeah, how about yours? It was Valentine's week. Yeah, so girl. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, week has been, it's been good. I can't complain. Do what, what did you and the uh, <laughs> What did you and the hubby do for Valentine's Day? We just did normal stuff. Oh, really? What, 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 would, what, would, what would be normal stuff? Oh, we just... turn off the lights. Yeah. No, you're referring to something I said on the air a few days yeah. ago. You know, sometimes when you work in radio and you have weird hours, and your husband has weird hours, you have to find time for a little loving. Or sometimes you make a little time. For sometimes lovin'. that time happens at midnight before you have to get up for work at two o'clock in the morning. Now, who woke who up? On uh, a Valentine's I'm Day. almost sure that he woke me up. Almost I can't sure? Yeah, I'm that pretty sure. I'm pretty sure? Because I, I look groggy when I get up early. Yeah, but you're implying that it, sometimes you will sleep screw by saying you're almost no, sure. No, I did like not. Like you you roll over and just start, you know, no, no, no. do a little heavy petting. I just can't remember if I woke up first or if he kind of poked me in the side. And tell me if I'm uh, getting into uncharted territory Mm -hmm. here, but uh, does he have a move? See, my move is, uh, my move (laughs) used to, here's the thing, I have phases to my move. My move used to be kiss on the back of the neck, Uh right at the base, right, you know, right there. That's how I would activate her uh, sexual robotedness. (laughs) It's like pushing the button. Yes, it would be. It was my up, up, down, left, right, left, right, ABA, select, start. (laughs) That would get the juices of flowing. And, um... Then it became uh, at in when I it, in bed it would become just a uh, like a little back rub like a little hey <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I want to bring this up because I find this so funny is that I think a lot of married people have like it's kind of awkward still is it is it's, it I don't I guess or maybe I it's because you're the woman is, maybe because when you're sleeping in the middle of the night yeah I guess it could be awkward because you're you're Debating whether or not to wake them up yeah. because they're tired, they're working right. a lot. And yeah, no, I can understand that. There's no special move. I mean, I think he just poked me in the back. With what? <laughs> With his hand. <laughs> oh, I'm so angry that I got rid of my funny sound effects. I yeah, have no, a boy, I think boy, that boy, was boy. just it. It was just that, and then you turn over, and there, there you go. Now, okay. have you uh, have you ever had a situation where uh, you get the poke in the back, and then you're like, oh, God. Uh, yeah, I would have to admit, sure. I mean, yeah. there have been those times where you've been just so exhausted, or you haven't, you're in a really good, perfect sleep place. You're having a you dream get, about yeah, Channing Tatum. And then you get woken out of the dream, and then you get mad, because you didn't get a chance to finish the dream, because you know you're going to go... Back to sleep, and it's not going to start where it ended, right. the dream. So, yeah. No, there have been times, of course. Because I feel like, uh, that, but that always ends well, right? Like, even though yes. in the beginning, and this is my whole problem with this in regards to my own love life, and that I say to my wife, like, yeah, but it's not like. <laughs> it's not a mean? horrible thing. It's, I'm not waking you up to, to 
to usher you out of the house because it's on fire. Right, right. <laughs> or I've never in- – <laughs> this is what I was going to say. Here we go. I've never injected you with my penis and then you got the flu immediately <laughs> afterward. You know what I mean? It's not – I don't understand where it breaks bad. Like, sure, maybe it doesn't break amazing. No, but sometimes what happens is when you have sex – you want to go to sleep right after. And so if, if I'm having sex right before I go to work in the morning. Oh, you don't get a court, like yes. a refractory period nap. Now, sometimes that's great. And in the first few hours you're awake, you're like, you know, just awake. <laughs> <laughs> but then at some point you just, you know, you're like, I missed a couple hours of sleep <laughs> there. But hey, I can sleep when I'm dead. So. Right. Exactly. It's well worth it. That's yeah. all I'm saying. No, ladies. it was a nice Valentine's Lisa, Day. Lisa, get out of the tub. Go clam on your man. And then we <laughs> we had, or woman. That's true. I don't know. Oh, my um, God. What if Lisa's a lesbian? <laughs> and then, you just uh, opened up my world, Michelle Q. And my husband's birthday is the week of uh, Valentine's Day, too. So we for Valentine's Day, we had our little morning fun. And then <laughs> we uh, he went to work. I went to work. And uh, I came home with meat. And then you had a little birthday fun? Yes. He, yeah, birthday fun. It was, uh, and I, he had a Michelle cake last Q. night. It was nice. And then what did you have? What do you blow candles out on? <laughs> Turn off the lights. You are the best sport in the world, by the way. I, I got to tell you. I'm you, fine. I am a big fan. Michelle oh, Kim. I'm so glad. I am. So, this yeah. Is- so his birthday is this week, too, which makes it like we've never really done Valentine's Day. We're not the type to really do the I whole. I would beg to differ. It sounds like you did no, it just fine. But- <laughs> Turn off the but it's like a Thursday, you know. <laughs> like oh, okay. It's it's not. Uh, we don't do though. I I get him a card. He gets me a card to stick in his lunch. That's about it. I mean, I don't I don't expect presents. And it was really funny this year. I don't know, my one of my conversations with hubby is he always gets me flowers on Valentine's Day, which is nice. It's not necessary. I keep telling him it's not necessary. Comes home because Costco's always got great deal on flowers, so he usually comes home with like two dozen roses. You know, because they have beautiful roses and stuff, which, like, it's not necessary. It's great. It's nice. But it's not necessary. You don't have to spend that money. Feels like he has to. But this year was hilarious because he came home and he didn't have any flowers with him. And I only noticed because it's it's something he has done. I wasn't upset by it or anything. And he said, hey, you know, you know how we really don't do Valentine's Day? And I said, well, yeah. And he goes, you know, but I normally get you flowers anyway, but I wanted to do like an experiment. And I said, well, what? And he goes, he hands me 150 bucks and he says, go buy yourself something pretty. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Hey, I brought home meat. And he goes, now it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> that, is a, that is a Cube Kelly romance that is, is what that yeah, is. Exa- and it was a, the perfect day. Like I posted that on my Facebook page and some women were like, you mean to tell me your husband doesn't Honor you for Valentine's Day with a gift, and he doesn't really need to. Thank you very much. It's not a load of crap. It like, is. I've never. I've because never here's what they're really saying. This Hallmark holiday. You would ne- You would never say that Tim does not honor you any day of the week. Yeah. He, right. He honors me sometimes by the fact if I go if I go to before I go to bed one night and I go oh crap I've got to go buy gas. Got to buy gas. And then I get up in the morning at 2 a.m. and my gas tank is full. Now that is That's hot. honoring. That is sexy, your wife. right? No, exactly. I mean that. That I in a married it. relationship, that is that is just. That is and, and something I didn't say directly to him, I just black. might have said it in passing or just, oh, I forgot to do this, I forgot to do that. And he'll do that. He, oh. does, he doesn't do that when I say the same thing as, oh, man, somebody forgot to take out the trash. 
Now well, the that, trash yeah. is still there. He's not perfect. No. He's not perfect. But, the, but, but those things, that, that, so that warms because, my right. heart more than anything to get into my car in the morning and see a full tank of gas because he went out at 11 o'clock at night just to go get me gas. And I, I'm going to throw this out there because I'm willing to bet these bitches, and I will say the word bitches mm-hmm. not in the fun way but in the real way, that when they, they – he's going to honor me on Valentine's right. Day. Those are the princesses yes. that 99% of men are just driven nuts by. And it's not really an honor. How is it an honor right. when you're like basically got your hand out going, where's my thing? Yeah, and no matter what you do, you're likely not to make that woman happy anyway. Never. Regardless. Nothing will ever be good enough. Yes. So for me, cash and meat. <laughs> it was just really but nice. But he didn't have to give me the cash, but it was nice that he did. Cause it's, then I went to me, because uh, the way I know you guys is I think it is a sweet example of your relationship. There is a, a lot of kind of old school, classic, traditional feel to your relationship. In a very different way. Right. Yes. Yeah. It It, it is. It's kind of, it's a non-annoying hipster marriage. You know, like... <laughs> Hipster in the sense that it's different and off the beaten path. Yes, no, I get it. With uh, with little you know sprinklings of traditional, mm-hmm. and I think it's that he kind of likes. It is a little Valentine's thing for him to yeah. be able to do that kind of guy thing of like go get yourself something pretty. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> exactly. go do something nice for yourself. And then what's great about you is that you don't you don't take that as demeaning or that no. he, you know what I mean. That you're like, oh, that's cute and funny, and I love you. Yeah, and it's I great. go buy scratchers now. Exactly, <laughs> and then triple your money. Exactly. <laughs> My is that plan. the scratcher? You mentioned this on the show recently that you bought a scratcher. Oh, no, one. that was a different one. Okay. Yeah. I, I took 20 of what he gave me to buy scratchers. I haven't scratched them off yet. I forgot they were in my purse yesterday. You've so been I'll busy. Have to, I have to go do that. I've been busy. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So, his birthday is also this week. So, yesterday I, on my way home, I picked up the cake and, uh, you know, got a nice bottle of whiskey, uh, which... <laughs> and we're going to see the play Zoot Suit this weekend at the Amundsen. Because he's been wanting to see that. So we're going to go see that. And then I've been saving up for a while because I wanted to buy him a guitar. And he's got like five guitars already. Most uh, most of which I purchased for him for a birthday or whatever. But it's really funny because I've been really – he's been wanting a Fender, a Stratocaster, a Fender Stratocaster specifically. He's got a Martin acoustic. He's got a Dean 12-string. He's got uh, an Epiphone, Epiphone, I think. Uh, but he doesn't have a Fender, and he's always wanted a Fender. So I've been saving up to buy him this Fender guitar in a color that's not red because the last couple of guitars I bought him happened to be red. And he's like, oh, I love it. It's another red guitar. <laughs> but he loves but it. But is he? No, you... he loves it. Okay. He's just poking a little fun. Because like, the only real good color in a guitar is pretty much red. Yeah. But then I saw this guitar, um, this Fender that was, they call it Ghost Silver. And black, so it's really awesome looking. And when I'm going to buy, that's the guitar I'm going to buy for him. So I've been saving up to buy that guitar. It's not going to be here till April, but I uh, printed out the picture and put it in this little <laughs> card, and he was very excited to see that. So I'm very excited. More when oh, he's already that. know. Okay, good. He does. He already knows. And I, I'm very strategic when I purchase these items for him because I I bought him over the years. I bought him watches. And he's got a million watches now, so I had to stop buying watches. And then I started buying guitars because he had an old kind of beat-up guitar that he used for a while. So I wanted him to have some nice guitars and nice pedals and stuff because he likes to play. But I'm very strategic in the way I purchase these guitars because it's not only for him. Because when we buy a new house and we move into that new house, we're going to need some nice wall art. Mm -hmm. 
and these guitars are going to be perfect. <laughs> now, are you the wife that is going to uh, like this is going to be for a man cave room for him that he could put or you could or you're cool with the living well, room? Well, don't tell him. I'm cool if they're in the living room or like going up the stairs or whatever. Yeah. I'm cool wherever he wants to put Cuz you them. like the look of them too. I like the look of them. They're beautiful. But I am planning don't tell him this. Okay. And he won't listen to this podcast anyway. So <laughs> so um I am planning in our new house if it's big enough uh taking one of the bedrooms or if there's, you know, an extra room and turning it into a library for him because he likes to read. So it'd be a place where he could play guitar and he can have, you know, bookcases from floor to ceiling because he loves books. He loves reading nice, big, comfy chair, place for a little secret bar, like a big globe where you open it up and it's actual, you know, like, a, he's like, a, a, spy. like a bar. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm planning. Like a real traditional. It's very sweet of you. Wood, dark wood, carpeted. Because he likes that kind of old school guy yeah. feel. Like you could see him sitting in a room in a comfortable chair with a pipe. Yes. But it would, here's the <laughs> and thing. And a drink in his hand and a hat. If he, I believe he, I know he smokes cigars, mm-hmm. but he also is the kind of guy that if he had a pipe and like a silk jacket he was wearing, the pipe would be blowing bubbles. Yes. It would look like a real pipe. <laughs> and I did buy him a smoking jacket <laughs> last Christmas. So he got one of those. So, yeah, no, that's Is there a difference, because I've never gotten one, is there a difference between a smoking jacket and, say, just a regular, like, robe that's a Yeah, like a smoking jacket looks like what uh, Hugh Hefner would wear around the Playboy Mansion. So is it more on the, like, I imagine that the- It's shorter. And the fabric, does it need to be thicker to keep the smoke off of your clothes? Because that's the idea, right? I guess so. That's what I was asking. i just never seen one. Sorry. They just kind of, they look kind of cheesy, but they're fun. That's the point. That's exactly. So that's, so that's what's been happening for us this week. Um, but we had a great podcast last week with Ray. Oh, my God. I got so many people who emailed me who said they really loved listening to that podcast. I think what I'm going to try to do with Ray is bring him on maybe every couple of months or once a month to do kind of a rant session about his host and my host. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I think you have many a great idea. I think that might be one of your best. Wasn't it great? He was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. He's the best. And it's so funny. Here's For people who don't, like me, I'm new. You've known Ray for a long time. But when you don't hang out with him, like if you're not working on the John and Ken show or done a remote where he's around, because when I've been in the room... He's most he's working like he's, he's focused quiet. on the show yeah, he's and quiet. super quiet. Mm-hmm. So when you said you told me like Ray's going to come on the podcast, I was like, and I never thought, oh, this is going to be horrible. But right. I was like, oh, okay. But and I was excited because <laughs> I there must be a side of Ray I don't know. And, you and found holy it. balls, was there a side of Ray I don't know? <laughs> and he just he left it all over this table oh, right here. He is awesome. He's one of my favorite people. I don't see him very much because we work different shifts and, you know, I see him passing, you know, leaving at work or whatever. But he is genuinely one of the the funniest people that I've ever encountered. Just he's so curmudgeonly, but yes. then he's, and he's got it. such a childlike, you know, view sometimes of things. It, it was so much fun. If you have a chance, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to last week's podcast with Ray because... But I'm warning you, there's a little bit of language. Oh, a little bit. There's <laughs> a little bit of language. But it will uh, give you sort of a sense into the guy working behind the scenes on John and Ken's show, who I wish was on the air <laughs> so much more. Yeah. Because you might even start a trend where all of the producers do their own podcast. I think so. I think we should. good stuff, man. Yeah, because a lot of people don't. They, that's why every once in a while I should do more behind the scenes stuff 
uh, about what goes on in the show because people love to hear about that, especially with us and with John and Ken. I mean, it's it. There's just so much to talk about. It's so much. Oh, it was so much fun. I had so much fun with him, and you were just like, me. I was slack jawed the whole time. You, the listeners couldn't, <laughs> but I was seriously like, it was like watching it, especially when you guys would get really in the zone about the slot machines oh, and like yeah. all of the. The game, like that, was my favorite part of watching you guys talk. Him dropping eighty seven hundred f bombs was very good for me. <laughs> but he, uh, but the the gameplay, like you guys talking about the actual gameplay, is never something that would have crossed my mind. But I think you have to be really into it to be able to appreciate the game. And I can't to remember. Get to that level. I can't remember how we stumbled upon this that we had that you the both same loved it. Thing it had to loved. be you guys were doing a. It might have been an event or yeah. something at the at one of the casinos. Because Conway always does events at the casinos, yeah. and everybody goes to you know kind of be there. And yeah, I just remember stumbling upon it, and then that was the thing we talk about every time we see it. that and and scratchers because we both love playing the lotto. But when we started getting into these conversations about uh, slot machines, he would literally he'd hear that I'd be going to Vegas. He'd be like, Michelle, you got to go to the Palazzo. There's this. Wizard of Oz Ruby Slippers machine. It's in the second row next to the escalator by the bar. It's a penny machine. You got to play, and you got to play, you know, $3 at a time. But I'm telling you, the the bonus games come up like that. They come up like you make so much money. And I would follow every advice, and I would tell him the same thing. I'd go, oh, you got to play this machine there. And he would go and play it. So we just have a lot of fun uh, talking about it. It's, it's funny the way he reacts and the way I react. Because I'm... I don't take it as seriously. <laughs> he I is mean, the yin to your yin. I take it seriously in my way, but I have a lot of fun with it. He gets angry <laughs> when he doesn't win. He's gotten thrown out of a casino for getting in a fight <laughs> with a slot machine. Taking a slot machine. It, that was the best story ever. Oh, I loved it. It was so much and fun. And I'm willing to bet that that's just the one time he got caught. Probably. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, he gets mad. And I, we were serious when we said we we're going to try to go to the slot expo. Not slot expo. Slot Expo in Vegas. I'll go to the Slot Expo if that's a thing. Um, to, because that's we want to go see all the new games. We're totally into that. And I just love the idea, and we talked about this a little last week, that they're going to start to put uh, machines in casinos that reward you based on uh, strategy and how you play uh, versus games of chance. So things that you could really do well at and make money off of, that's very intriguing to me. And I'm wondering if that'll be... Uh, a bigger part of Vegas in the future. I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun. So now I have to figure out who my next guest is going to be besides Ray. Who do you think it should be? Uh, I'm trying to think of who's another wackadoo. I was thinking about Handel, but he could, he'll get bored like five minutes into this podcast. He'd be like, what's going on? I don't care. Yeah, and it'll be a lot of jokes of like, do people not – because people that's listen, who he is. Nobody yeah. listens. Nobody who's listening to this. It'll be a lot of, uh, a lot of that. Yeah. Um, trying to think. I mean, Shannon's always good, Shannon but I think it's fun. the the more fun part is the are the behind the scenes people. I think it's going to be Sharon. Uh, yeah, from, that's uh, what I was going to say. Conway show. I think I'll have to have her come and do the podcast. That would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be so much fun because Sharon and I have a uh, it. We have a relationship that's really. We worked together on Handle Show for a long time, and then now she's working with Conway Show, and it, we just have a really great relationship one of my very best friends and uh she's hilarious it, as far as I, I mean you don't oh no she's great you don't get to hear her enough and what you do hear on the air is already hilarious you can just imagine what she would be like off the air so maybe i'll ask uh, sharon to come in and do the the podcast one yeah. day yeah i'm so excited 
Uh, oh my God, Panda Express. Panda Express, you know Panda Express, right? Yeah, of course. Who doesn't? So Panda Express started out uh, as Panda Inn. They had these, I did not know this. Yes, the two people who uh, started it. I think it's Andrew and I want to say her name is Shirley. Andrew I and can Peggy. Look it up while you're doing. Oh, you got Andrew it. and Peggy Cherng. Cherng, C H E R N G. I can't remember how to pronounce it, but Andrew and Peggy started out their restaurant. It started out as the Panda Inn. I think one of the first, if if not the first restaurant. Uh, the Panda Inn restaurant was on Foothill in Pasadena, which is near my house. And I go there a lot uh, whenever I want Chinese food. Because for me, Panda Express or Panda Inn is real Chinese food, even though real Chinese people will say it's not real Chinese food. It's like modified Chinese food. Yeah, I don't think. I anyway. think it's the McDonald's of Chinese food. No, but Panda Inn. So no. Panda Inn was no. the the precursor to Panda Express. So they had this great restaurant. It's really good. It's got really good food. Is it right still there. called Panda Inn in your neighborhood? Like it's the mm-hmm. original, like Eat at it's Joe's. It's a restaurant, like a big oh. restaurant. It says Panda Inn. I think there's one in Glendale. Too. Now I follow. I'm sorry. Yes. So that's what started. That was the precursor to Panda Express, which you could find in every local mall across the country, right? So Panda Inn has been on Foothill Boulevard now for many, many years. And I think almost 40 years, as a matter of fact. Um, but anyway, so they, they have this big restaurant there on Foothill Boulevard. It's kind of a landmark. Well, they're tearing it down. Oh, no. And it's really popular. But here's what I found out because I heard I, the, the, the headline I saw, I think it was in, I don't know if it was LA Weekly. Um, it said the first Panda Inn is set to be demolished after 44 years. And I was like, oh, no, this is a Panda Inn by my house. But here's what happened. They, um, the family, the corporation that owns Panda Express, has decided to purchase four acres around that original restaurant for $40 million. So this whole area where the Panda Inn is on Foothill, this whole area behind it, stuff, $40 million they paid. And what they're going to build is these big apartment buildings and and um, I think a big uh, parking lot. And I don't know if they're going to do like a little sort of mini mall and stuff, but they're going to build a new restaurant within this big apartment building structure. But it's going to be who knows long, however long until it uh, until it opens again. It's supposed to have two hundred and fifty eight apartments in two in two separate buildings. Which, by the way, I'm sorry, in that area, it's already busy enough. We don't need another two hundred fifty apartments in that area. But they're going to build a larger Panda Inn right there. Now, if you go to a Panda Express, mm-hmm. how uh, how different is the quality versus a Panda? Here's Inn? what here's what I noticed lately, and I love Panda Inn. They have a lot of really Good. They have great food. They have pot stickers, which they don't normally have at Panda Express. Um, and they have all the traditional stuff that Panda Express has. But for some reason, to me, Panda Express tastes better. And I don't know what it is. Like, I get broccoli beef at Panda Inn and orange chicken at Panda Inn. And it's good. It's good. But it's not as good as Panda Express. Mm. And I don't know what the difference is, and I'm, I'm, I, I've never been able to figure it out. Maybe that's it. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I've never been able to figure out why. The di- anyway, they're they're going to build a new Panda Inn. So don't fret if you live in the neighborhood. There's going to be a new Panda Inn, but there's also going to be 258 new apartments right on top of it, which will make it impossible for you to get. Yeah, because that's where they're Panda all going to eat. eat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it just makes me so sad. You're going to need a Panda Cottage to wait in line for your Panda Inn. Oh, and I like, oh, Panda Express is so good. Yeah, I'm sure you'll find another restaurant. It'll be fine. Yeah? Yeah. Where? How hard could it be? 
Well, Stonefire's right up the street. What's that place we went and had lunch that's right near your house? It was really, I mean, it's not Chinese food. It was burgers and. Uh... Oh, you were talking about the Clearman's, the boat. Yeah. Yeah. It's next to, because uh, literally right up the street from my house, I'm telling everybody practically where I live, is uh, the Northwoods Inn in, uh, on Rosemead. So I live right up the street from that. And next to the Northwoods Inn, there is the boat, which is a big, literally a big boat. You see a big boat. But now they built a restaurant kind of around that boat. And that's where we had those burgers, which awesome. are awesome. The chili burgers. Yeah. It was awesome. So, yeah, that's uh, there's a lot of great little places by our house. I, there's This is how I, like, I live in an Asian neighborhood, largely Asian neighborhood. And so there's a lot of Chinese places in in this neighborhood. And when I think Chinese food, I always think of how the Chinese food I grew up with when I was in New York. Which is always really good Chinese food, right? But it's not wasn't real Chinese food. I keep people keep telling me that's not real Chinese food. It's like you go into a Chinese restaurant and you ask them for a chow mein, they'll look at you like you're crazy. Even here, here, because I asked for chow mein at a at a different Chinese restaurant near my house, and they were like, "What is that?" And I said, "But oh. like they have at Panda Express the chow mein." So like, no, we have like chow fun noodles yeah. or whatever, or and, they're, and they're different. It's yeah. not the same. Like, I want those noodles. I want that. That's not real Chinese food, people say. Give me the stuff for the round eye. <laughs> and what I this is what I've also heard in my neighborhood. There's a lot of dumpling houses, which are great. The little tiny places that all they do is, like, all these different kinds of dumplings. But I've been into Chinese restaurants around my house that have been good. They haven't been great. But all the Chinese people that live near me would suggest these particular Chinese restaurants for me to go to. And then I would go and there'd be a C on the door. And I I won't eat there. <laughs> now, I don't think this a is C. a thing outside of L.A., but that's like a letter grade from yes. the food inspector or health inspector. Yes. And so I'm suspect of any place that has a C, but if you go around my neighborhood, all the places with the Cs, especially the the seafood buffet place that has a C over by, by my house, has always has a line out the door. Hmm. But I won't eat. There. Have you ever eaten your soda? Yeah, you've never no, eaten. No, I don't. I won't risk take it a one time. Maybe I should. I'll have to make sure I have like a long weekend, like the case. last day of your vacation, because then you could maybe get sick and then stay a few more days on vacation. Yeah, maybe. Right? That'd be fun. Although, when can I do that? Who's filling in for me? Now, now? and not on March eighth. March eighth, when it's day without a woman. Here's <laughs> here's what I realized yesterday. So we were talking about the thing about how there's gonna, you know, they did the women's marches did their thing, and I'm gonna. Uh, this is gonna get a little political, right? Uh oh. The women's marches. I get it. It was nice to see all you women out there supporting each other. It was <laughs> you women. I hate to say that because <laughs> I didn't go to a march, so I it, it's it, I can't. You know, I, I support them if that's what they want to do. I don't really always understand why they were out there because really not oppressed in this country. Although, yes, there are still some strides women have to make about equal pay and being as respected as men. I totally get that. So now they're planning this day without a woman, March 8th, day without a woman. Great idea, right? I, I, I'm planning on taking the day off, right? Just because I think it would be great for Handel to see what it's like without me. And without me pre-preparing the show beforehand right. so that everything is just on a platter for the person who comes in for me, right? Do you imagine what a day would be like yeah. without me when it's not planned and I just go, hey, you know what? I'm going to take the day off. So I was planning on doing that. And then I thought about it last night because I'm really – I'm not doing it to prove a point. I'm not doing it to show solidarity with all these other women who are going to be screaming about what, you know, 
whatever they're upset about. <laughs> I would be doing it solely just to remind everybody who works around me, hey, here's all the stuff I do, and look what happens when I'm not there. Yours would have less to do with your gender and more to do with your role within the company. Yes. But then I thought about it last night, and my my husband and I were talking about this, and as I'm talking to him, I realized if I don't go to work on May uh, March uh, 8th, 8th, that Wednesday, right? That might be all fine and good. I'll have a nice day off. When I go back to work on March 9th, I'm going to have double the work. Yeah. Because you guys are going to fuck it all up. How dare you? <laughs> That's all. You were, you were talking to me when you said that. <laughs> I'm looking at you. But hold up. But we at radio, there's not a lot. You can't go back in time to change mm-hmm. the shows. So it's not, you know what I mean? There's not going to be, there's not going to be that kind of catch up. There's a Am lot I wrong? to do. I'm getting chick food right now. You're I feel totally it. getting chick food right now. Damn it. There's a lot to do. Am I even going to remember this conversation? <laughs> Probably not. It, there's a lot for me to do. And if I take a day off from doing that stuff, that's not pre-planned. Well, I guess I could pre-plan it, but that's not a vacation. What you what you mean by pre-planning is that what you do that's really great, even when our longtime associate producer Rebecca was here before she moved away, you would even kind of set the table for her. Right. It's like when the old school wife would leave for even the weekend mm-hmm. and all the, the fridge would be loaded with Tupperware labeled That's with the I day of the do. week. Right. That's what I used to do for my husband when he lived alone. And I you do it in the way of segments here. Mm-hmm. So if you just one day, poof, no cube. Yeah. Right. Then there the next day be. come back and there's double the work. Now here's the thing. Well, I don't know if it would be double the work for you, but I, I would throw this out to both you and all women. I think you need more than a day. And that's not a stab True. at you. I'm saying that anybody can muster through a short sprint. Right. Right? But if you want to really drive it home, you got to go all Liz Estrada on the world's ass. <laughs> Do a week without yes, women. Or, yeah. Let's not get crazy. Maybe three days. Let's everybody calm down. Okay? <laughs> I think three days makes a point. All right? A week is too much. Uh, we don't want the world to fall apart entirely. Exactly. We don't want uh, all hell to break loose. You know what I mean? Um, well, because here's the thing. If you had a lot, a week of just nobody getting lucky, let's just, let's really just mail this up. Let's make men complete pigs. Right. A week of nobody getting laid. Right. Uh, that's going to be rough, man. It's going to be hard. There's going to be a lot of uptight dudes Mm -hmm. that aren't even aware of it. Mm -hmm. They're going to be very frustrated. They're going to be pissed off. They're going to be screwing up deals. They're going to be screwing, screwing up bills. They're going to be. It's a butterfly effect. The house is going to go into foreclosure. Yeah. (laughs) And then there will be a tornado on the coast of Australia just because of that. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to end up taking the day off. I'm thinking about it. Every once in a while, I do need a day off. It handles sometimes rough. (laughs) Like this morning. It was making me crazy this morning when he was. I hand him exactly what he needed, yes. and then in the middle of the segment, he's like, "Where did I put that? Where it's here." That it's, was, it's, uh, and I walk around look, to the listen other to side. The seven o'clock hour podcast <laughs> from February seventeenth, five halfway through. So it'll be about fifteen minutes in. No, mm-hmm. no, I'm sorry, closer to twenty three because we had a super segment. Right. So twenty three minutes in is when that'll start, mm-hmm. and handle will be going into the seventy fifth seventy fifth anniversary of FDR forcing Japanese Americans into, into incarcer- incarceration, and he will lose the flyer, and then he's like, and looking everything for it. hits the brakes, and I come around, and then I. I grab the papers from him and he goes, well, you don't have to grab them like that. Like you, I just had it. And then I put it in front of him, right? Put it in front of him. Here you go. And then I walk away saying, uh, March, March 8th, 8th, day without a woman. And, 
And he laughed. And then I sit back down. And as soon as I sit back down, what do I see him do? I see him. He's got the flyer in front of him. And then he reaches over to his right and grabs the stack of stuff that he doesn't need and puts it right on top of everything he's going to need in a second and then not realize that it's not there. We should get you one of those clickers that you get for a dog. So that, And then all we got to do is have some kind Click of it. negative connotation and we can uh, condition him like a Pavlovian <laughs> dog. And that way when he click, like it's like you know, Caesar Milan with his... Exactly. Nope. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just do that. Maybe, Maybe I'll make try it. it. I have to try it. <laughs> it's going to be funny to watch I have it work. Thought, I keep, every once in a while, I'll email the boss and go, I really need a Nerf bat. <laughs> she, and she emails me back, expense it. <laughs> so I'll what about to... just a little dart gun, just to shoot him in his bald head? <laughs> that would be really fun. I should do that. And if we put a webcam in the studio, oh my gosh, that would be so much web traffic. <laughs> Whatever handle forgets like oh. to read the board that you wrote to say next. Just oh, boy. Watching a little Nerf dart bounce off his shiny dome. It's just a, oh, he'll think that's funny. I think I hope so. The first five times. And then after that, he'll get really annoyed. Because <laughs> it'll happen too much. It'll happen too much. <laughs> so have you, um, have you been chick food by your wife? Have no, you been able to identify it? You've really opened up a can of worms for me because... <laughs> I, you were talking to her about this, I'm right? I'm sweating already again. No, I t- here's the thing. I brought it up to her, and uh-huh. I can't. Say it. I, you can say it. I can't remember how the conversation <laughs> ended. So you don't know if she ever. So she she did what we call the pivot. <laughs> Genuinely, she misdirected. A, if this... you watch, if you watch Quantico, and oh, I've been watching Quantico, she did classic misdirection which oh, is part of chick food it's really i gotta be this makes me so uncomfortable <laughs> and i don't it, it has to like expose my softness of underbellies <laughs> of what's wrong with me as a man because i literally i said i played it for her that part of the podcast mostly because i thought it was fun and funny mm-hmm. and i was like look what we did and then i go have you ever chick food me and i swear like she men in black flashy thinged me I don't remember. I'm not. I'm not saying that because it's. I'm saying it as a, as a man afraid of what he doesn't know. And I. And it's very weird because if you use the same logic, all right. Let's uh-huh. let's pretend Chick Fu is real. Okay. Um, and I've confronted her about Chick Fu, mm-hmm. and then I get Chick Fu. I won't remember her confronting. Me. That's right. So I'm living in this like male matrix. Of, you know what I mean? I'm just a battery that puts money into our checking account for her to sustain herself. I don't understand. Uh, oh, God. That and was it, funny. up until recently, I just did our taxes. Mm-hmm. And until the last probably two or three years, I always thought that I was the one because she always made more money. But now I, I started in the last probably three or four years, actually, I've made more money than she did. So now it is like I become a little bit of a battery for her. Like it's, she's got this worker ant just going out and. <laughs> It really scares me, Cube. I'm not kidding. It scares me so bad. I am sweating. You're I am literally sweating right now. It's not. Chick- I'm afraid to go to her and go. Do you chick food me? Because <laughs> I just want you to know, chick food is not evil. It's not. It's very evil. It's not evil. No, that this is the I think the only time you may be trying to chick food me, and now I see through it. <laughs> it is evil. It is manipulation. Manipulation at its definition is it's evil. Subtle manipulation. Don't don't pepper based, it with based in love. <laughs> love me less. 
That's what my wife always says. Oh man, I just knew the I knew the moment I brought that up. I'm thinking, oh great, now Justin's every time he's gonna be like. Are you chick fooling me? Are you chick fooling me? But no, that's the that's also me? part of the scary brilliance of it is that sometimes I forget that it's a thing still. Uh-huh. But how do you do that? I wish I could explain to you and the listeners. I, it genuinely fills me with fear, and I wish I could. Under, how could you have something that is so petrifying and then forget? <laughs> like you just, you know what I mean? Like sometimes, so like I've, now I'm I'm desperately trying to race through even this week to see if you've chick fooled me at work. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I would. I would know. I would know if I've. But you, I don't know that if you. I don't know if you would tell me. And if you did tell me, you would just <laughs> flashy thing me, and then I wouldn't even remember. I think we should create a screenplay in a movie about like Chick Fu. Short movie about Chick Fu. We should do that. All right. <laughs> Could make it like one of those Stranger Things or Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah, the Upside Down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just do it. Just do it that way. It's, it's okay. So scary. It's not. It's it. We do it out of love. No, you don't. You do it out of self, uh, not righteous. Not even, you just chick food the word out of my head. <laughs> I hate you for it. Oh, man. Well, that's all I have for this week. I don't have right. anything else. You got anything? Right. Hey, what's going on with your podcast this week? Uh, this week we're talking with our sex and family therapist, Rachel Gibbs. Ooh. and we're, It's great. She comes on and gives some relationship uh, advice. And she just started like a, a web-based uh, self-help wellness center hmm. with her husband where they help people with, uh, you know, sex advice. So, And what's great about her is you can talk to her about all the freaky-deaky things that you would like to do mm-hmm. um, with your loved one. And she's, uh, and she's all good. None of it. I, I've tried. I've tried saying things to so her. So you've tried to shock her? Yeah, and, and it's, it's impossible. Nothing. Oh, that's good. And, and she even will, like, kind of bitch slap me whenever I go, well, it's not like I want to put it in her pooper. And she's like, well, why is, why is that a bad thing? <laughs> like... What do you mean? Why is it a bad thing? Like, why? And you go, well, what are you? What makes you so uncomfortable that you're not okay <laughs> you talking about anal? And I'm Aww. like, we're all uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't think there's a single person who's completely comfortable talking about that. Talking, doing it. But I don't she care. Is. Yes, apparently she They're is very, very good. And she chick food me. I forgot See? that she. Yeah, totally. Oh, so God, you can check out my life. <laughs> you can check out that podcast. Can moms chick food their kids? <laughs> I think they can. Oh, I think gosh. that's where we learn it from. So you're doing it to your kids or your no, own mother? No, I think, I think we learn it from our moms. Oh, God. It's subtle. Some kind of weird <laughs> secret can, agent training camp that you guys have. You can check out Justin's podcast. If you go to KFIM640.com, keyword Justin, you'll yep. get a little sample. And then you could also go to the dadpodcast. There's always like the latest episode is, poist, uh, is posted there Good. or the dadpodcast.com or it's in iTunes, wherever you get podcasts. And then you can follow Justin on Twitter at KFIJustin. You can Boom. follow me on Twitter at ProdMichelle. And you can follow Princess on Instagram at PGKTheChi. Nobody fell in the pool this week. Good. Everybody's doing pretty good. And uh, that's pretty much it. So the last thing, I want you to always remember this. You is smart. You You is kind. You is important. See you next week. And today won't mean a thing. I'm a bitch. I'm a love.